The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Again, Merry Christmas. I want to thank you for singing with us, for lifting your voices with us. If you do have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the book of Joel? Specifically, would you scroll with me, flip with me, however you get there, to Joel chapter 2. Joel is an incredible book. Uh, He was a, a prophet whose message to us is absolutely timeless. It's just as applicable today as it was for the Old Testament saints. And I can't wait to look at this today. Um, We've had the privilege of looking at the book of Joel for the last two weeks. And, And we've seen two things as we've looked. One, we have seen the way that our God looks at and responds to sin. The way he responds to sin. And we've said that our God takes sin seriously. More specifically, that our God still takes sin seriously. And Joel tells us that there will come a day, as Joel says, calls it the day of the Lord. There will come a day when the Lord, the righteous judge, will return and all creation will give an account. This is the way our God sees. This is the way our God responds to sin. He will judge. And as Joel says, no one will escape this apart from the work of Christ. That's the first thing we saw. The second thing that we saw was the way we should then respond to sin. The way we should handle and look at and respond to sin. Because if our God takes sin seriously, which he does, If he takes sin seriously, then so should we. So Joel calls us to lament over our sin and in that brokenness to repent of our sin and return to the Lord. And Joel reminds us, as we do, he says, our God is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, relenting from disaster. Joel has revealed to us then that the day of the Lord is coming. No one will escape. The Lord will handle sin, and then Joel encourages us to repent and lament over our sin, and that when we do, we can return to our God. And that gets us, then, to our text this morning. Joel chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 28, and I want to read this to us. Joel 2.28 says, And it shall come to pass afterward, That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see or shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show the wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke, and the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me read verse 32 just one more time. 
And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Church, this is incredible. And I want you to follow with me this morning. Because this will just change you. It'll change your perspective. This will change your perspective on your life and your world today. Um, Listen, we are celebrating Christmas, and we've already said we're, we're celebrating the fact. We're celebrating the fact that God came down, that he came down, that he dwelled among us, that he put on flesh. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating that because our God came, and praise God he came, because he is our only hope. We celebrate that this morning. We celebrate the fact that our God came. In fact, Christmas is really the celebration of the fact our God came. Emmanuel, God with us, he came. Now, it's not only, though, that Jesus came as a baby born in a manger, but we also know that Jesus will come again, that he will return, not humble as a baby like he did before, but as scripture says, he will come in power as king and as the righteous judge, as Joel has set before us. So Christmas is this season where we celebrate, we place our hope in, we know together, we proclaim together that our God came and that our God is coming again. Our God came, our God is coming again. Church, this Christmas, both of these facts for us are so important. Our God came, our God is coming again. But if that is all that we know and all that we understand, then Joel's reminder for us this morning will be life-changing because there is more. The message for this Christmas, the message from Joel for us this Christmas is this. Not only did our God come, Not only is he going to come again, praise God, but this Christmas we need to understand that our God is here. That our God is here. And I want us to go on a little bit of a journey together. You don't need to flip here with me, but if you want to, you can. John chapter 16. Jesus, or John is giving us an account of Jesus' teaching. So the disciples are all around him. And uh, Jesus is teaching them, and and in the midst of this, Jesus makes this absolutely profound statement. He's talking about the fact that his death is coming soon, and I want you to listen to the statement of Jesus in John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I want you to look down with me. Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will, speak not, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. 
Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, I just want you to take this in. Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, God incarnate, God in the flesh, is standing before them, and he looks them in the eyes, and he says this profound statement, it's to your advantage that I leave. And why? Why is it better for you that I leave? Because when I go, the Holy Spirit will come. The helper will come. And, and we hear this, and we think, Jesus, how possibly, how possibly could that be true? How is it possibly better? You are the Christ. You are the Son of God. How is it possibly better for you to go? Jesus says, it is better for you that I go. It is to your advantage that I go. Fast forward with me for a moment to the book of Acts. I'll be quick here. But as we read, Jesus lives a sinless life in perfect obedience to the Father. He, his sinless life was then taken. I guess not taken, it was given. His sinless life was, was given. He breathed his last, and as he hung on that cross, he was bearing more than just the, the physical pain of Roman crucifixion, but he was bearing the full weight of our sin, of your sin, of my sin. Bearing it fully, bearing the weight of the Father turning his face away. And we read he was placed in a tomb, but he didn't remain there because death and the grave could not keep him. They had no claim on him. So on the third day, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And here in Acts, as we look, Jesus had just rose, literally, bodily, physically rose. Just as sure as he came in the flesh, he was standing in the flesh, right? He rose from the dead. He was witnessed by hundreds. And here in Acts, Jesus is with those people gathered around him. And his disciples and his followers asked him, they, in verse 6, they say, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? It's an honest question. Like, you did the work. Is it now time to make good? Is it now time to fix it all? Are you going to bring the kingdom? And he said to them, verse 7, it's not for you to know the times of the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of his sight, out of their sight. Now, I have to ask the honest question that was probably on their mind. After hearing Jesus say that, they had to have been thinking, well, now what? Now, now what? Jesus' statements are probably bouncing through their mind of, you're going to receive power, or it's to your advantage that I go away. It's probably bouncing around in their mind right here. But as those things are bouncing in their mind, they just see the Son of God leave. And now they think, what now? Well, they didn't have to wonder long. If you look one page over in chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, 
One short chapter, the people are gathered together for the celebration of Pentecost, and as they were gathered together, something unprecedented, something that had never happened before, happened. Something amazing, something incredible. The the scripture says, as they gathered together, the Holy Spirit flooded the room flooded the room and indwelled them. God literally came down and filled the room. More specifically, God literally came down and filled them. Verse 4 says, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, this moment was absolutely incredible, and it absolutely confused everyone who was watching it. And it was in this confusion of people saying, what on earth is going on? It was in this confusion that Peter stands up. We're going to bring this thing full circle. Peter stands up and and he preaches a sermon. Peter stands up and he preaches an expository sermon. Actually, Peter stands up and he preaches my sermon this morning. He stands up and he preaches. Look at this. Acts 2 says... Verse 16, this will sound familiar. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on your male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I shall show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter's preaching my sermon. That will preach. Peter says, look, God told us that this was going to happen. Joel told us that this was going to happen. Jesus told us that this was going to happen. It has happened. It has happened. If you think about it, through Jesus Christ, God came, born of a virgin. God came, put on flesh, dwelt among us. Christmas is all about celebrating the arrival of our God. All about that. We know and we're reminded that just as sure as he came, he is coming again. The day is going to come when our God will return. We know this. But church, this Christmas I want us to realize together that not only did he come, not only will he come again, but church as Joel, as Peter, as Jesus, as John reminds us, our God is here. Our God came, our God is here, and our God is coming again. Our God came, he is here, and he is coming again. It is so easy for us, it's so easy for us to focus on the fact that he came, in the fact that he is coming again, and to just forget and to overlook the fact that Jesus said, hey, it's better for you that I leave. It's so easy for us to overlook the fact that our God is here, forgetting that our God is here. Paul says in Romans 8, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, will he not also give life to your mortal bodies? 
It's so easy, church, to forget. My point, the point for this morning, for all of us to see, is very simple. The message for you this Christmas is that God is here. God is here. We stand on the fact that our God came. We look ahead to the day that he will come again. And today in the here and now, we live in the reality that our God is here with us, in us, indwelling us, empowering us. We stand on the fact that our God is here. Joel reminds us of three things, and I want to close with these three things. First, Joel reminds us in in 2 verse 13 that the day of the Lord is coming, so he reminds us of who our God is. He says, return to your God, for he is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relents over disaster. Joel reminds us that's who your God is. He is gracious, merciful, patient. He is love. This is your God. That's the first reminder. The second reminder for us is that Joel says there is salvation in Jesus Christ. Joel says, I will show wonders in heaven and on earth, blood and fire, columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, blood to moon. You're thinking this is a wonderful Christmas service and great and awesome is the day of the Lord. Again, Joel is saying, pay attention. The day of the Lord is coming. All creation will give an account, but then listen again to verse 32, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Church, you can be confident, completely confident, completely assured that if you call on the name of Christ, you believe in Christ, trust in him as your Lord and Savior, you can know that you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This Christmas, we celebrate the fact that Jesus came to conquer sin, to provide the way, the means of salvation. We know that Jesus was born to die. More than that, he was born to die for you. Christmas is not only about the birth of Christ, it's about the new birth in Christ through his work. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Church, have you called on his name? Do you trust him as your Lord and your Savior? If you're feeling conviction in your heart in this moment, church, that is the Holy Spirit, and I encourage you to respond. I encourage you to respond. The day of the Lord is coming, and your God is gracious and merciful, patient and loving, and as you repent of your sin, call on his name, you will be saved. And I want you to hear me, because it's not just that you're only saved for the then and later. It's not like this is some fire insurance policy that you're taking out this morning. The salvation of the Lord is here today, and you can be a new creation today, because Joel's third reminder is this. There is life abundantly in the Spirit Joel says, it will come to pass. Afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. Salvation is not just a then and later event. It is that, praise the Lord, but it's not only that. Salvation is here and salvation is now. Here's what I mean by this. I just want to be very practical with you. Coming to Jesus is not a business as usual for now. Salvation from hell later. 
Nowhere in Scripture will you find the Christian life painted in that way. Nowhere in Scripture. It's a form of Christianity that ignores the fact that God dwells in us, with us. It ignores the fact that God is here. That is not a biblical understanding of being a child of God. It is far better far better. Jesus said, it is better for you that I go because the Holy Spirit is coming. And when he comes, he will indwell you, empower you, equip you, give you life. It is better for you that I go. I want you to hear me. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. And everyone who is saved by Christ is indwelled by his spirit. We look back on the moment that Christ came as a baby, we look forward to the moment when he returns as king and righteous judge. And in this moment, in the time between, we know that our God is here. And we live lives in the spirit of God, empowered. And that promise is yours through Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I'd like for us to respond. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we thank you for sending your son, Emmanuel, God with us, Emmanuel, God in the flesh. You are not a God who is removed or distant. You are a God who came. We look back on the wonderful moment this morning. We celebrate that wonderful moment, and we will celebrate that moment over the next couple days. But we're also reminded That as Jesus ascended into heaven, we are reminded that we were not left alone, but our God is here. God, that your spirit is here in us. Again, you are not a God who is removed or distant. You are a God who is present, who is ever present with us and in us. Help us to remember that this morning. And with that, we also remember that Jesus will come again. We don't know the time. We don't know the moment that you have fixed. But we do know that he will come again, that he will return. And so this Christmas, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. Church, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, for anyone here this morning who has not responded to Christ, you've never placed your trust in Christ, if you're unsure, we are reminded this morning of Joel's words again, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. So church, would you respond this morning? What better time than now, what better time than Christmas of 2018 to place your trust in Jesus Christ? No matter who you are or what you have done, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. And this morning, would you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? And would you pray with me? God, we need you, and we are sinners. We need you. I believe that you came. I believe that Jesus came. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins that he rose from the dead, and that he is coming again. 
Would you forgive me of my sins? And would you give me the strength through your spirit to walk with you until the moment that I see you face to face? Lord, thank you. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.